0: Good morning, Delaware. I hope it's a beautiful morning for you here in Delaware. It's a great morning for us here at the Beautiful studios in beautiful downtown WDLR land. <laughs> <laughs>
1: is it Lewis? Is there a downtown WDLR land?
0: There is now. Yes. I just created. You it. made it. I made it. Who's so the mayor? this is radio. We can have fantasy. It, yeah. So you, you find it right there at one WDLR Plaza. That's where it's located. I, I think Fancy it's got to be Bob mind. Allen because he was the one who came up with slobberknocker. Oh, I love yes. that <laughs> word. He came <laughs> up with it two weeks ago for the Penn State game, and I just—I've I've been using it ever since. I just love that word. Bob anyway, Alan, that mayor other voice should area. just heard. It. Is uh, Nicole Fowles. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning. We have Mark Binghamman on the board today, which is unusual, but it's great to see you, Mark. Hey, what's going on? Usually, I just talk to you on the phone before the show, but it's great to great to see you in person, up close and personal. So, and well, our Mike. guest today is Cindy Bardash from the Orange Branch Library. Good morning, Cindy. Good
2: morning, George. And we are going
0: to we are going to be talking about the Veterans Project that we have going at Orange. That is just uh, I just love this project, so I can't wait to talk about it. With Veterans Day coming up, the timing couldn't be better. So. Anyway, we'll start as we usually do with what we're reading and or listening to. Hey, Nicole, are you still working on the Audis? Books,
1: books, books, books. Yes. In fact, um, much to the chagrin of my regular book club that I am a part of, I have not read their books for the past two months. And this month was actually a book that I recommended and I haven't read it. So (laughs) they're they're mad at me. (laughs)
0: You're falling down on the job. I know. I am that job, not our job. On that job. You're okay I know. on our job.
1: Not the one that pays me. That's, That's all right. right. That's all that matters. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So the book that I am uh, working my way through right now is called Clara and the Sun. And this is by Kazuo Ishiguro. And this is um, a novel. It's a 10 hour audiobook. It's narrated by Sura Siu. And um, it is. A really interesting concept, unlike any that I have ever read or really listened to before. Um, what where we are is kind of like a near distant future, one that you can kind of envision. Um, we're in the Americas, and there are artificially intelligent um, robots who are your friends, and they like they walk and talk, and they emote, and they. Um, They are very, very intelligent, of course, as they are meant to be. Um, And you can go and you can buy one, and they're called AF Artificial Friends. And (laughs) so um, everybody has an AF. Um, You can see how people kind of treat them differently and what they're used for and why people want them and other things like that. And the book is written from the perspective of Clara, an AF. Ooh, and yeah. so um, you could imagine that perhaps the audiobook of this would be rather monotonous, you know, like in a very kind of flat tone. Uh, but instead, the audiobook narrator takes a really good. Um, interpretation of it makes her almost kind of childlike it still is a little a little monotone because she is an artificial intelligence um, but you see the entire world through her eyes and the things that she doesn't understand um, you kind of go on that journey with her of figuring out what they are even though it could be really obvious you know but she doesn't understand, like, the sun. We all have a general concept of what the sun is. But to her, the sun is very important because she's solar charged. And so <laughs> her uh, her warmth and her um, being and her ability to function comes from the sun. So the sun almost becomes this, like, godlike kind of... Um, you know, enigma to her. Um, and so the sun is giving and the sun takes away. And the sun, you know, is very important to her. So we meet Clara when she's in the store and a manager of the store, who she just calls manager. Manager has given her her requirements. You know, you stand and you act pretty and you smile, but you don't look at someone unless they've spoken to you directly. And um, so she's doing very well. She's very observant. She observes far more than all of her other AF. um, And they have their own personalities and their own looks and everything like that. She's kind of described as a French-looking, very fashionable girl with, like, a short, uh, straight haircut. Um, She's just very cute and very fashionable. She becomes, I guess you would say, adopted or purchased by a young girl named Josie. And um, Josie, we learn, has some health conditions. And so Clara's job is really to... um, be with Josie when she has to be kind of quarantined due to her health um, conditions, but also to um, note and make sure that she's paying attention to the things that are happening with Josie when her health is declining. Um, But once Clara gets home with Josie, there's a little bit more going on at home that um, she starts to notice and she tries to observe. Um, And so I'll kind of leave it at that. But it's a very, it's a fun book. Um, It's curious. It's got a a light tone. Um, Is it meant for adults or is it
0: a young adult It's meant for adults. Okay. Yeah, it's
1: definitely meant for adults. But it is from the perspective of
0: of the artificial friend, Clara. Yes. Is is the narrator uh, anybody you would have heard of? No.
1: Nope, I do not. I have not uh, heard this particular narrator before. So, yeah, it's Clara and the Sun. It's by Kazuo Ishiguro. And uh, this was a winner of the Nobel Prize in Literature.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And this author is well known for Hmm. many other things, too.
0: Great. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Good. So, and uh, what have you been reading?
2: Well, I'm doing a triple reread right now. Um, of Clint Hill's books. Clint Hill was the Secret Service agent who jumped on the back of the Kennedy vehicle um, on that oh. fateful day in Dallas. Huh. And um, he's written three books with Lisa McCubbin. The first one is Mrs. Kennedy and Me. And then he wrote um, Five Days in November and Five Presidents. And he actually served through Eisenhower, Eisenhower through Ford. Wow. wow. So it's really interesting to hear his take on. All the different presidents and um, what they acted like behind the scenes a little bit, and it's been my bucket list to meet Clint Hill, and I'm doing that in January in San Francisco. So I'm fun, yes. I'm rereading everything to be able to have a good conversation with him, and uh, look forward to doing so.
0: Wow. So how did you find out? You, I mean, that he was going to be in San Francisco in.
2: Well, I, once I read his first book uh, a few years ago, I started following him. Mm-hmm. And um, I started following Facebook and all his Instagrams and um, found out that he's doing one last um, dinner, VIP, lunch thing. It's a two-day event and told my husband it's on my bucket list. and
0: We're going to do <laughs> it. He's
2: taking me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. well, good job, husband. Yeah, yeah. Right. Good work, right. Yes. Right. Yes. yes.
0: So, no, that's, a, that's amazing because, I mean – his, his story is just, it's a part of American history. Mm-hmm, and absolutely, I think yeah. anybody who grew up at that period, and I, I, I was eight years old when that happened, and I remember that video of him jumping on the back of the car, right. Being repeated over and over and over yeah. over the last almost 60 years now. Right. So that's... And, that's and he
2: it was very uh, traumatic for him. I he would imagine, He had yeah. a PS, PTSD thing going mm-hmm. for a long time. He wouldn't even mm-hmm. discuss it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then Lisa McCubbin, who was um, a TV anchor and author, kind of got with him and convinced him his story needed to be told, and that's mm-hmm. when the first book started.
0: Wow. That's great. So Yeah, that's yeah. great. It's always... Good to hear you get to do a bucket list thing, too. That's I amazing. know, so, I know, I'm so excited. And San Francisco is such a great city. You'll yes. just have a great time.
2: Never
1: been, so I'm looking forward My to it. My bucket but... list was a trip to Pasadena for the Rose Parade, and we tacked San Francisco on Did to you? our trip. I'd yeah, love to so... do the Rose Parade, too. Yep, yep. <laughs> so we're, we're kind of bucket list sisters. Yeah, there <laughs> we go. Aww. Well, we I, go. Actually, I
0: proposed to Joyce in San Francisco. So <gasps> Look we, at that. Yeah, so, wow. yeah, we were taking yeah. our dinner cruise in San Francisco Bay, and as we passed Alcatraz, I asked her to marry me. Uh. <laughs> 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 hmm, it's foreboding, uh, yes, yeah. yeah, yet romantic. Foreshadowing this. <laughs> yeah. so. yeah. Anyway, well, great. So uh, my my book this week, I went back to read something from our authors from the mystery uh, uh, event that we had with the friends a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And so I picked up Columbus Noir, which was edited by Andrew Welsh Huggins and features a dozen stories by Columbus mystery writers, all of which are set in different neighborhoods here in Columbus. So oh, it is that. part of the Noir series that's published by – and I'm going to get this name wrong, Akashic Books, A-K-A-S-H-I-C. And there are about, oh, I don't know, 50 different city noir stories, and they're all the same thing. The uh, authors are local. They write about the city that this being written about, and it's everything from you know New York to Los Angeles to very small cities or even neighborhoods or boroughs like Brooklyn Noir. Oh, neat. So anyway, he got together uh, a number of authors, some really well-known uh, in this area, some of them who nobody's basically heard of. They were new people that were even new to, to Andrew, uh, and they are uniformly wonderful. And each one, like I said, is set in a different neighborhood. So you've got a story by um, Robin Yocum that's set in Victorian Village. Oh, you've so got great. one by Kristen uh, Le- Again, LePionoka, and I know I'm pronouncing that wrong, L-E-P-I-O-N-K-A, who Andrew Welsh Huggins specifically mentioned as being a terrific writer for somebody you should discover. She wrote one uh, set in Old Town East Mm -hmm. that is, it's amazing. And these stories, it's noir, so they are dark stories. Mm -hmm. These are not happily ever after Mm -hmm. stories. Uh, And and, uh, so... The the one that that Kristen wrote, Gun People, is about a couple that have bought an old house in Old Town East. They're trying to rehab it. It's not going well. They bring in a contractor, and bad things happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so that's that's good. all I'm going to say. But it. it's only like twelve pages, and it is it's a it's a gut puncher. Uh, Andrew Welsh Huggins wrote one called Going Places that's set in the Ohio State House. Now that's his beat because he is- writes for the Ohio uh, for the AP in. Uh, about what goes on in the, in the state house. So, um, he's, uh, he's, this one is kind of similar to the novel he just finished Mm -hmm. with, uh, with his character, Andy Hayes, but it's still, um, it it has its own flair to it. it. And, uh, a very interesting twist at the end that you really don't expect. It's, it's very well written. Uh, Robin Yocum has, like I said, the story set in Victorian Village. And you can imagine some of the other neighborhoods that are used. The Short North, uh, OSU. Julia Keller, who used to write for The Dispatch, she was, um, the one, I think, their, their music and theater critic, mm. and now writes, or at least did when I lived there for the Chicago Tribune, wrote her story that's based at, at OSU, All That Burns the Mind. Mm. It's a great uh-huh. title. There's one that's set in Union Cemetery. So mm. a perfect place for a noir story, right? So again, this story, this book is called Columbus Noir. It was published last year. It's available at all of our libraries uh, and it will be available at the Delaware Library when I return this copy this, uh, later today. That's so great. it's uh, well worth your time. It's a, well, a great introduction to some really good authors that you may want to follow up with their other books after you've read the, the short stories that they've written. So again, good work, Andrew Welsh Huggins, and uh, thank you for for producing this book. So we are going to take a break here. We will come back uh, after the break to talk with Cindy Bardash about the veterans project that we are doing at the Orange Branch Library. So whatever you do, stay tuned. Welcome back to Off the Shelf. We are here with Cindy Bardash from the Orange Branch Library who has just kicked off an amazing project to make sure that we don't forget some people who are incredibly important to our community. Talk a little bit about the Veterans Project, Cindy. First, tell us what it is, and then tell us how you got interested in it.
2: Well, what it is is um, kind of a a database with photos that um, you can link to off of our website of all Delaware County veterans. So we can see people from the Civil War all the way to current and acting members of the military and know about the people in our community who have
0: served. That is simply amazing, I, and and I'm just delighted that the library is taking the lead in this. So, how did you get interested in doing this?
2: Well, I um, thank you for letting me go to the Ohio Library Council convention. <laughs> I, I took a class there, um, and shout out to Doug Stout from the Licking County Library. He has a program like this. Okay, and he's been my mentor all through the time till I was up and running. And um, taught me a lot about where to look for things and how to find them. And I'm looking forward to more and more information coming in from people as they hear about it, mm-hmm. so we can let everybody read about our veterans. I was That's at awesome. a
0: Paul Chamber event the other morning, and the uh, one of the people there was telling me that she had like her her father's um, information, and I was telling her about this project. She said, "I gotta know more about it," and I said. Talk to Cindy yeah. at the Orange Branch. She'll give you all the information. Or go to delawarelibrary.org slash veterans.
1: So the easiest way to find it would be DelawareLibrary.org. Click on our little uh, services bar, and under services, it is um, Delaware County Veteran History. You can do like slash services, slash veterans, or you can just search for it. There's a couple Mm of different ways. And it's going to be highlighted on our homepage in the coming days. We've got an email blast going out about
2: it. Yes, I'm so excited.
0: So what sort of information have you collected already?
2: Well, I started with cemetery records Mm -hmm. and went from there and then just started searching military sites that keep records of the various wars, of the various branches of service, um, and compiled them together. Started with just a simple spreadsheet, and now I've gone to folders of people and folders and folders of people. Um, And I'm looking more for um, veterans who are still around that we Mm -hmm. can talk to and hear their stories. So I'm hoping that this will bring some of those guys around. Our gals, and um, we did a display this month for Veterans Day in the branch that has um, three window case displays. And two of them are based on our staff's family who are veterans. And the other one is uh, current um, veterans who come in the library and patronize us. And so we decided to highlight them. Mm -hmm. Um, The best story about this was a little, a young girl gave me a picture and story of her grandfather. And I put it in a frame and put it in the display case. And two days later, here comes Grandpa and his walker to see oh. his information. And he just stood there and stared at his little picture oh. in there and um, then asked to meet me. And he thanked me. And it just made my day. Oh, right. I yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And I'm wondering how many other people feel that way that mm-hmm. um, would like to reminisce, would like people to know what they did. So I'm hoping this will let them do that.
0: Well, you said going all the way back to the civil war, what kind of records, I mean, is this from like cemetery records and things like that, that we have, or from Mm -hmm. uh, books we have about Delaware veterans or.
2: Cemetery records. um, You can find information on ancestry. Mm -hmm. Um, Mandy at the Powell branch is doing a special program on Civil War veterans right. from PAL. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think that's
0: this coming Monday. Monday. Yeah, that's Monday right. the 8th. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so
2: she's got a lot of information. And I originally tapped into Orange Township because that's where the library is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of grew and spread. And I didn't want to isolate it to just those people. Um, so I just started getting information from Mandy now for pal. So I hope we have a lot of Liberty Township information by the time our branch opens there and it's just going to be a continuing project. I'm so excited.
0: So can people contribute information that they have at home? Like say I have letters from my dad. Now my dad was in in the U S army during the Korean war, but he was stationed in Germany, fortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but, and I don't have anything except one picture of him in uniform, and he wasn't from Delaware anyway, so it doesn't, yeah. you know, I'm not right, real. Right, but right. if I did have stuff to contribute, could I?
2: Absolutely. How Let would I do it? that? You can um, either scan or take your own photo and email it to me, cbardash at delawarelibrary.org, or bring it into the library. I'll scan it right there for you and return it to you immediately. Um, if you'd like to put something on display, we have a schedule for our display cases, and I'd love to keep adding things to that. Um, So the more the merrier and the more information. If it is only one picture, that's great. Sometimes all I have is a picture of a draft card Mm -hmm. or a tombstone. Mm -hmm. So um, whatever people can contribute.
1: I think that's one of those really interesting pieces. When you go to the the website, the place on our website, there's there's a really long form there that you can fill out as much or as little as you want to right. about um, someone you know who is or was a veteran. Someone, uh, if you are a veteran and you want to fill it out about yourself, you can just fill that out as much as you want. We've got the follow ups. So you can send Cindy the pictures of the things that you have. Then that creates a record, which then goes into that searchable database, right. and they just work hand in hand. So it's really like if you want to search and learn more, or if you want to be a part of it and add your own story, Agreed. they Absolutely. go either yeah. way. We've just got so many amazing veteran resources, and we I think do. this is a great way to really localize it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah.
0: This this really brings the story home. You know, especially I think for kids who might you know learn in, in class about the Civil War, or World War II or the Cold War, or whatever. This brings it home that oh. Grandpa was involved in this or mm-hmm. dad was involved yeah, in this exactly, or, yeah. or or great 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 grandfather was right. involved in the civil war or right. something that makes it real in a way that just you know reading it in a textbook in a school book doesn't Absolutely, so yes. and I think this is really a, a, an exciting project so yeah, I'm so excited. what do you what else do you hope to do with it I mean where, where are we going from here
2: I just want to keep growing it and um... Hopefully, next week when we do this blitz, um, more and more people will hear about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, my husband was at a meeting the other morning and mentioned it to a group of people there. I got a phone call about three guys that night.
1: Mm. <laughs> so
2: I'm not sure if it's just going to explode or if it'll come in little by little, but um, I just want to have as much information there for the community as we can mm-hmm. um, and let them know about the people who you can be born here, lived here, raised here, died here. Anything to do with Delaware County, we'd mm-hmm. love to have your information.
0: And this is not just the Delaware County Library District Space. I mean, if you're from Sunbury or Galena, Absolutely. you're still welcome to to participate right, in this project.
2: Right. It's the whole
0: county. That's mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm. That, that's really good. Yeah. So, ah, I, thank you so much for launching this. This is really a, a great way for the community to participate in the library and for the library to, to collect and preserve and archive the information that is this community. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, thank you for doing this.
1: Yes, I'm so excited. Thank you. (laughs) And it's perfectly timely, as we've got better days. yes.
0: So let's mention again that Monday, November 8th, Mm -hmm. Mandy Mandy Henning, who is our branch manager at Powell, will be participating in a program from the Powell Historical Society Mm -hmm. on – uh, veteran history uh, from, from Powell Veterans, and she will be talking about the Civil War. Mandy, if you didn't hear last week's show, Mandy is an absolute maven about the Civil War. <laughs> yes, she is. Is, collects so much information and mm-hmm. is just a fanatic. She um, she and I did the same tour at Gettysburg a couple of years ago she, uh, at different times, but I think she got a lot more out of it than I did, and I, I thought I got a lot out of it, but she was just uh, beyond uh, beyond, uh Beside herself with everything she learned. And mine was the
1: ghost tour when I went to Gettysburg. So, I mean, I got a lot of that. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, you can't help but go, when you go to Gettysburg, you just get that feeling, uh, that eeriness that's still there 150 years later. It's amazing. Um, I'm not one to believe in ghosts, but if there were ever ghosts in this country, they'd be in Gettysburg. (laughs) It's true. So, we got some things coming up at the library I wanted to make sure we don't miss uh, talking about. This Saturday, the Friends of the Library have their big indoor bargain book sale. I'm stressing indoor because frequently at, uh, at orange, we're out in the garage, mm-hmm. but that's not where we're going to be this time. We are going to be in the community room and in the foyer of the library. And there are a lot of books that have been collected at orange. Uh, thanks to the pandemic and people cleaning up and things <laughs> like that. There are a lot of really good books. Now this is strictly books. There will be another book sale the first Saturday and I'm sorry, another sale the first Saturday in December, mm-hmm. which is specifically going to be DVDs, CDs, and other media. But this one will be strictly books. So bring your bring your green bag, or you can buy one there, and uh, you'll you'll be able to take advantage of a whole lot of good material that's available there. And then Monday, also at Orange, we start the Senior Showcase. Yeah, I'm really right excited about that. So, to talk a little bit about what we're going to have there.
1: the um, The Senior Showcase is a project that we work on with uh, Willowbrook uh, Communities and the Arts Castle, and we um, have seniors from Delaware County and contiguous counties, ages 55 and older, who create original art. They submit it. It is a juried showcase. Um, we kick that off um, with a gala in August, and it's been on display in the Arts Castle. And then we take the winners um, from that uh, from that display, and we, we take them on the road. So um, they have just been on the road at the Willowbrook Communities, and now they're going to live at the um, Orange Branch from Monday the 8th through about the end of November. Um, so come by and see the beautiful art. They the, are the, so beautiful. The winners. Yes. I'm so excited. Also, uh, tonight our bookmobile is going to be at First Friday. Oh, that's great. It's the yes. Pet Walk, so we're going to have doggy treats so if you bring your pet down, even if you're not enrolled in the pet walk, we'll give you a treat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we'll make you sit up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, we there is something really important we need to talk about, and that is the front of the Delaware Library yes. this week mm-hmm. is not going to be closed. The front door, while we do some renovations on the walk there, and we add a uh, through-the-wall book return uh, so that we can take out those ugly old metal book returns that have been sitting in front of the library for 30 years. Goodbye. Yes, goodbye, <laughs> finally. So we'll be using the door that, if as you look at the front of the library, if you go to the right, there's a door that comes into our meeting room. We'll be using that as the entrance to the library starting on Monday uh, the 8th and going through that whole week. Mm-hmm. They're actually going to start working in their Sunday. So if you see some construction things going on Sunday, don't call the police. They're, yeah. they're supposed to be there. <laughs> they know what they're doing. and so. Uh, but but please, I, I know it's inconvenient uh, for a while, but there is handicapped access. You can still get in there through, you know, if you're in a wheelchair or whatever. But uh, we will be using that side door, and we'll be using that side door um, for everything, including the uh, Ohio. I'm sorry, the Delaware County Genealogical Society, which is doing a program in the meeting room. Uh, even though we're we're. Uh, Kind of screwed up with the, the door, but this will be after hours. This is the Delaware County Genealogical Society presenting a program called Labor Saving Kitchen Devices of the 1800s. They're going
1: to have actual wow. devices there. Like,
0: I just think this is so cool. It's going to be it's great. It's mm-hmm. John Lambert. He's going to be sharing some of his large collection of items such as apple roasters or apple peelers and coffee roasters and other. Labor-saving devices that just made life so easy for women in the 1800s.
1: Sure.
0: uh, Molly came back from her vacation at the cabin, and she was so excited because she learned how to use an apple press. Oh my gosh! (laughs) Which is basically a big screw that Mm -hmm. you just keep turning until you squash the apples. But. But uh, you, you, when she came back, you'd think she'd learned how to, you know, Morse code or something. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, we've got some good things. Don't forget that we still have our um, story times going on inside. Uh, the uh, Orange Story Time is still at Chiller North. The Polaris, uh, the, um, I'm sorry, the, uh, the the Powell is at the Powell Municipal Building. Ostrander is still at Ostrander. And the uh, Delaware one is at Willis. Willis yes. So make sure you attend those. And again Cindy thank you so much for the the veterans project. We are so excited to be part of this and to have you leading it. Thank you.
2: Thank you George. I'm Nic-
0: looking forward to keeping it going. Great. Nicole, as always a pleasure. Always oh, a pleasure. Happy, Mark, it was uh, great Wednesday. to have you behind the board and we will see you in the stacks.